Welcome to Blink of an Eye, life stories of trauma, loss, awakenings, and epiphanies, beginning with one mom's journal entries recorded in real time of a catastrophic diving accident rendering her teenage son paralyzed from the neck down and the courageous fight to save his life. Told through unedited text and journal entries and inspiring guest interviews, Blink of an Eye will take you on a powerful journey of advocacy and hope and an unvarnished look at the true nature of our relationships and interconnectedness in the face of an event that changes everything. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Hello, dear ones. The pendulum swings back and forth and the only constant is change. Embracing change can be so hard. It can also be illuminating. In today's story, we come back from Piedmont Hospital with Archer's new diagnosis of Bullis lung disease, that he doesn't have enough room in his lungs to breathe. And we don't know what the next steps are. But there is a power gathering and focusing around us. And if you listen very closely today, you might sense it too. And it reverberates through the years. Come, join me and learn the lessons these conflicted experiences taught us and continue to teach us. And see for yourself the effects that hope and prayer can have on our physical reality. Hope and trust may not always change our physical reality but they do change the experience of our reality. Blink of an Eye podcast is sponsored by the Blink of an Eye public charity. Did you know our podcast sponsor, the 501c3 nonprofit I See That, the Integrative Center for Trauma Healing, Advocacy, and Transformation, is now the Blink of an Eye nonprofit. And they have a launch campaign to raise funds so they can go bedside with SCI families in crisis. You can donate at www.blinkofaneye.org for the HEAL team, bringing hope, empowerment, advocacy, and logistical navigation tips with love to SCI families in crisis. If you are interested in volunteering or becoming part of the Blink of an Eye cutting-edge relational approaches to trauma healing, medical navigation, and emotional and spiritual support for SCI families in crisis. Fill out an information form at www.blinkofaneye.org. Follow Blink of an Eye on Instagram and Facebook at Blink of an Eye Nonprofit. Links to these platforms will be in the show notes. Blink of an Eye is also supported by Baltimore Mediation. This episode is sponsored by Baltimore Mediation. Baltimore Mediation has served clients worldwide by facilitating negotiation breakthroughs, believing in their capacity for meaningful face-to-face dialogue. You can learn more at baltimoremediation.com. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 26, On the Edge of Hope. Noticing Wonder and Awe to Sustain the SCI Healing Journey. Hello, dear ones. 
Welcome back to the Blink of an Eye story. To place us back into the timeline, I am reading through blog posts, journal entries, letters, and texts that I wrote in the first few days of November 2015, exactly three months after Archer's accident. We had just returned to the Shepherd Center from a day at Piedmont Hospital, where chest scans showed us that Archer had blebs in the lung. We were trying to discern the next step forward, medically. We also had just been introduced to Father Bruno Lanteri, who was a new light in our lives. It was a moment that felt purposeful, as though all the elements involved were converging to make something impossible happen. Right on the edge of that moment, so full of terror for Archer suffocating, alongside the potential for a miraculous outcome, I was struggling to balance. I was inundated with new information, life-changing decisions, a marriage that felt overwhelmed with the gravity of this injury. And there was so much work outside the hospital that I needed to do to continue to make ends meet. And in that deluge, I was trying to stay balanced. I was trying to trust. I was seeking grace. I was finding my breath. And I was finding hope. And in that hope, I experienced awe. Maybe you will too, and maybe it's a sequence you have had in your life too, being very afraid and overwhelmed, and then taking note of little things around you that move you as if they're calling you and allowing yourself to be carried by something larger than you are. So as we return to the story, settle in. Please take a deep breath and open your heart to the mysteries contained in the moments all around you, even when living with a difficult situation. November 4th. 2015, day 93. Friends and family update. In the blink of an eye, a life can be changed. We know that well. We also believe it true for healing. It's been a big couple of days about the blebs in Archer's right lung. Tests on Monday and consults on Tuesday told us the blebs have not progressed. That is good. The thoracic surgeon also told us they will not resolve or ever go away. That is not good. Once there, they stay unless stapled out of the lung. 
but that's not an option because of the earlier stapling of Archer's lungs and pleurodesis surgery in Atlantic City. The thoracic team at Piedmont Hospital here would have done the same thing. While they do not expect them to resolve, ever, we will hope they do not worsen. There are about 20 of them in various sizes in the upper and lower chambers of his lung. Not sure what that means for Archer. They say it probably will make it more difficult to wean off the vent and not a good idea to do the DPS pacemaker if the lung is a bum lung, even though it could be done if they enter through the abdomen. While we had decided not to do the DPS now and to instead give Archer's body time to heal on its own, we liked having the option of the DPS down the road as a way to help Archer wean off the vent in the event his body was not able to on its own, even after many more months. But now, that is not an option. I confess, Billy and I were feeling low yesterday as we were struggling to understand it. But then, a blank. After two intense days last night at 11 o'clock p.m., Archer and I were praying in the dark together. The prayer on the Father Bruno prayer card with the light of my cell phone. Isn't that a beautiful prayer? I hope you might consider saying it with us or whenever you desire. We just love to say it together. Anyway, we both settled in and about an hour later at midnight, Archer clicked for me. And I arose and said, what is it, honey? I also must confess that I was hoping he was just checking to make sure I was there as he usually does and didn't need me to get up. As the last three nights, he has needed to be toweled off from sweat on his face that is so profuse every 20 to 40 minutes all night long that we're both a little wasted. He clicked again. I got up and went to his bedside. In the dark, by the electric glow of the ventilator monitor, very quietly and very seriously, Archer began to move his right arm bicep and to lift his right arm enough that his wrist and hand were floppy. It was incredible. The first of the right arm movement, the right arm moved and he was able to do it again. And as I cried, do it again, he did. We were both like two kids with a secret as we just grinned at each other. <laughs> I felt ecstatic and peaceful and surprised and not surprised all at the same time. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, dear God. You are so good. 
I knew the Blessed Mother Mary and the angels were surrounding Archer. Bruno, of course, is there, right in front. We thanked Father Bruno. I really, 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 really feel something is happening. Personal journal note. I feel we are on the cusp of something. It is very hard to put into words, but I can feel something is moving. Something is happening on a deeply, deeply spiritual level. I have been in regular communication with Jessica Dibb. I call her when I'm scared and when I'm also wondering intently about what is possible inside Archer's body. I have asked her to use her breathwork and her intuitive gifts to visualize Archer's lungs and tell me what is going on with them. I believe she has this gift. I believe it can help cast light on the path I am to take with Archer's medical care. Jessica and I talk in the late hours of the night and we pray together with complete trust in God. She helps me do that. We focus with such intensity on what we imagine for Archer. Big, huge, cathedral, light-filled lungs. I've been doing this on my own intensely for over a week now. I have been so focused on that image of light that I feel my own eyes burning. Through her meditation, Jessica saw the masses in Archer's lungs a few weeks ago. We didn't know what they were, but she reported them in the bottom of the right lung and getting larger. That blows my mind. She also saw the Cathedral of Light. Then we got the x-ray of Archer's lungs and they informed us of the blebs. My mind is being expanded in many new ways for what is possible, both mystically and with our human abilities and gifts divinely given. If we tap in, and I am tapping into Jessica because I know she has one of those gifts. I'm learning to tap into my own abilities. I'm learning to notice small, tiny things and to be very still so they can catch my eye. I think they are around me all the time. I don't want to miss them. I shared with Jessica photos I took of Archer's dilated eyes. She texted me back. I feel the power in him is getting very focused. Yes, it feels like a confluence of two big rivers. The merging of all of these serendipitous events. Archer's new chest pain, the discovery of the blebs, what they're calling bullous lung disease, is finding it harder and harder to breathe, even assisted by the machines and ventilator, and the revelation 
about Father Bruno Lanteri and what Jessica saw and are beginning to pray to Lanteri for intercession. And now, Archer's wondrous newfound ability to move his right arm with his bicep. There is something mystical, I feel, like we are on the edge of a new way of being we hadn't even considered before. I feel myself changing, expanding, my faith expanding, my knowing God and all those in His universe are with us. And I know that what they say is permanent cannot change this lung condition. It's just another bump in the road. And maybe it's not so permanent if we trust God and pray with intense focus, many of us. I will ask in my family updates for specific prayers. That's what I'm going to do. We are all in this together. I feel supported by knowing that. I know that. Just reminiscing on this time brings that feeling of support and wonder back to the surface. What is it? It feels like an experience of awe. You know that feeling. A connection to the mystery of being alive and what is here for us. Jessica has spoken to me about different potential pathways Archer might take, all there from the moment of the accident. But it will depend on his will and the decisions he makes and his alignment with his soul's path. I want to help him with that. But do any of us know our soul's path? I was beginning to take in the constant discernment and presence it would take for Archer to stay sustained with the burden of this injury. His will and life force would have to be enormous. But knowing that one of the ways forward that Jessica could envision would bring us all toward life in the most profound sense. And she saw it. I told you, I remember even you know, being ruthlessly honest with you at the time. I said, there is absolutely no reason for this young man, this boy to die. And there is no reason for him to stay on a respirator the rest of his life. There is a path where that does not have to happen. And it's going to require the utmost attention and listening and willingness to trust and to be courageous even and to speak even when the words coming the other way are not matching that. And so there I was in this energy of being on the cusp of something unbelievable. A miracle? Something. 
I could feel it close at hand. It made me want to spread that feeling and to gather my community. It made me want to pray constantly. It made me want to find the words to describe it and make it real. Maybe so I wouldn't forget it, so I wouldn't lose the ineffable awe and wonder that I was experiencing at the very heart of it all. The incredible, intense, and intimate closeness I felt with God. Let's return to the update and go back into that awe and celebration and prayer and hope together. Family and Friends Update To be grateful, oh, so grateful, just feels good. Doesn't it feel good when you're grateful? Gratitude, it's a necessity in life. Gratitude for the tiny, small things like our breath. And then, in that moment, something that was not small, but so very big, like a right arm movement. We just want to marvel in it and celebrate. Can we do that together right now? Oh, thank you. And thank you, good God, who loves us all so much. Okay, lift your right hand and go slowly. It's actually kind of heavy, isn't it, when you go slowly? But do it again, really, really slowly. Try lifting it with your shoulder. That's right. (laughs) Try lifting it without using your hand. Feel the sensation of the bicep muscle at work. Then feel the tricep muscle When you go really slowly, you can distinguish between the two. Amazing, huh? Archer is doing his work with his shoulder and bicep. (laughs) It's amazing. For all of us, as we carry so much on our shoulders, both physically and emotionally, really honor that shoulder of yours. It does a lot of work for you and is capable of holding up great things, like your hands. If you're an athlete or like to work out, really take care of that shoulder. Or if you travel and carry your bags over a shoulder, be kind to your shoulder and take a nice hot bath. I had to learn that myself when a healer who was very near and dear to me practically scolded me a few years ago about how important it is to care for the body. She is so right. A new friend sent us a beautiful YouTube video of her child's school choir singing a beautiful song, Shoulders. 
I recalled hearing Dutch sing it at school, at a school mass, but not knowing it was called Shoulders, all about allowing God to carry us. And isn't that the truth? Especially when we are weary. Okay, now, with your right arm raised a bit and holding it about three or four inches up in the air or up off the bed or your lap, gently and tenderly use your bicep to shake your wrist. Let it flop around as it dangles there. It's such a marvel. See how you did that? It's easy to do when we're fully functioning, although you probably use your wrist extender and not your bicep to do that typically. It's a huge, big deal for Archer to do it. And that's what he did last night. And as he did, his dilated eyes glowed in the dark. Yeah, his eyes were like saucers. It was really, it was quite a moment. I gave him a hug and returned to my fold-out chair bed, and we both went back to sleep. But wait, there's more. As the early morning came, it began the rest of a huge day for Archer, and here's what happened. First, I just have to say it again, right arm movement. (laughs) Then, two, Archer's pulmonologist came in on the early rounds, bringing me a list of each of the times Archer gave a vital capacity test, 650 to 200. He was lively and thought we might try to increase Archer's PSV pressure support volume from 20 to 15. That had always been a goal. Then, 15 to 10, and then off. He said it might be time since the left lung x-ray was very clear and the secretions are lessening. We said, okay, and he reset the PSV setting to 15, keeping the peep at five. Archer was not ready and did not tolerate it well. His respiratory rate dropped from 800s to 400s. He gasped that he could not breathe, a bit panicky. The doctor put the settings back to 20. I could feel that the doctor was disappointed. He began to walk out of the room. And I then asked if there are other numbers between 20 and 15. And he turned and said in his serious, deadpan, factual way, yes, 16, 17, 18, and 19. So I asked if it were possible to try to increase Archer to, say, 18. He said we could try. He set the PSV to 18. And (laughs) Archer did fine. Isn't that awesome? It's harder for him to breathe now because there's more pressure on the lung. But he is tolerating it. One step closer. weaning. 
Then, third, in the morning physical therapy, since he was able to move his right bicep with enough strength to move his lower arm, we tried the MAS, the mobile arm support contraption, on his right arm. And he wrote his name for the first time. (laughs) And dear mom, (laughs) as his first writing, I thought you might like to see a picture. You know, your name is so important. Our name is a big part of our identity and our psyche and our health. And the idea that God calls us each by name is because we are unique in all the world. I mean, it's been written that there is no greater sound than the sound of one's name. So simple. Isn't that interesting? It's beautiful. With just a little effort, if we can remember to call someone by name. You know, if you can't remember, just ask. We love when someone asks because we know they care enough. And we're about to get the big payoff. They will call us by name. I remember when I learned that a way that people have been tortured in history is to strip them of their name, their identity. Just a number, for instance. Well, Archer was claiming his identity today. Archer Semft. You can make it out if you look harder at it. I was very happy for him. What a fine day. And here's a picture of him doing it wearing his sweats that say Georgia on them as they're trying to convert him, but no way, Jose. His Maryland cap he loves and his t-shirt from Stephen Colbert. Four, the real piece de resistance came after PT as we headed back for lunch. I'll go back to the morning round with the pulmonologist. Before he left our room in the early morning rounds, I asked, if he could do another vital capacity test. He said it might be too soon. And I asked, how come? Isn't it better to see what Arch can do? He indicated that if it were the same, low 200s, then he didn't finish. So I finished his sentence for him. Then the patient might lose heart. And he nodded. Hmm. Yes, I see. That is kind, I said. But I think it would be good to know where we are. I think Archer would want that. We looked at Archer and asked. He blinked his eyes, shook his head, affirmative. The doctor said, okay, he'd order it. So... Back in the room after PT, the respiratory therapist educator came in. Well, Archer wanted to have an albuterol treatment and to be suctioned out first. So we did that. The RT 
coached Archer on what to do with his big breath and how to blow it out. Then, Archer blew a 750 vital capacity. What? Are you kidding us? We all just squealed with delight. 750? The goal for weaning is 1,000. The nurse went out in the hallway and said she was going to put it on the loudspeaker. The other nurse said she was going to call the doctor himself with the good news. Everyone was elated. The pulmonologist had said a few weeks ago that he'd take 800 if it were consistent. The respiratory therapist educator said to Archer, let's do it again. And she coached Archer again through it and again. And this time he blew 800. I kid you not. He was on a roll and she said, let's do it again. And he did another 800. Amazing. Three times. (laughs) Oh, a small step for you or me. A huge step for Archer. Like Walter Cronkite said when Neil Armstrong first walked on the moon in 1969. I remember that so very vividly in my Graham's living room as we all gathered and stared at the black and white TV on the floor to watch Apollo 11 and hearing Cronkite state with a tear in his eye and so confidently, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. You know, I just realized that when we watched that astronaut's leg stretch out and touch the moon, I think it was July 20th. July 20th is Archer's birthday. How about that? We are going to see Archer's leg stretch out one of these days. Amazing what stream of conscious thought can bring forth but it's always the Holy Spirit. Yes, Archer had one small step for rehab and one giant leap for recovery. Another step closer to weaning. Fifth, the nutritionist then came in as we were jamming on some trail mix and ensure a lot of calories. And she was literally bouncy that the last three days, Archer has been eating 2,700 to 3,000 calories each day, which means no more feeding tube (laughs) as of today, except for boluses of water as needed. Isn't that awesome? Awesome. Full of awe. God is so good. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father Bruno. You are with him. All this happening so quickly. Sixth, because of all this progress, we were told our departure date has been extended a week. All good. Archer wants to stay. I'm still working on plans for Thanksgiving here and getting all the kids here. And my new friend Angie has offered for us to go to their club here in Atlanta, which has a ramp. 
in a private room. I just want to be ready if we do stay longer. I honestly think things are happening. I've been on the phone a lot with Kennedy Krieger Institute in Baltimore. Shepard just asked me where Archer is going next, and I had to figure it out. I hesitated to call them again about the change in plan, but I learned it's better for KKI to come on a Tuesday. So we'll plan to go home via air ambulance the morning of November 17th. 17. It's a good number. It's Archer's jersey number and all the Sempt Boys athletic number. It's a good number. November 17th. So see you then. Seven. And the other big thing of today, I joined Billy as we both have officially been checked off and certified in respiratory care so that we can now take Archer outside and off campus. We might just go AWOL. I can't wait for Billy to fly in tomorrow to celebrate. And I think we will walk with Archer outside and to the secret garden and to the road and maybe to Chick-fil-A. It's just a block away. Well, maybe not. Who knows? We still have to follow him with the table on wheels that has the bag to bag his breath and the machine to plug in to deep suction him if he needs it and the large oxygen tank when he needs that. So it might not be quite practical, but we're psyched. I feel the love of Mother Mary so much, and I feel it in my own love of Archer. He's trying so hard, and today just seemed magical with one thing after another of goodness. He has not plateaued, but we all knew that. Isn't it crazy how things happen? What a difference a day makes, and what a difference words make. That one word, that dirty word, that proclamation that Archer had plateaued. Although we never accepted it, just the use of that word meant we had to challenge it, both in our own hearts and also to convince the Shepherd Care team that that was simply not the case. And to then see, mere days later, everything had changed in a blink. Think of the way a baby blinks in wonder. With every blink, they are seeing the world anew. They are seeing things for the first time. And they blink and then close to return briefly to the darkness probably imprinting the memory so they can then open their eyes again and take in more, fresh. As we get older and develop language and labels and routines, it can be harder to blink our eyes in the same way and to see the newness and the possibility in everything around us. 
It's one of the great ironic gifts of a catastrophic event, such as a spinal cord injury, that it can offer a window back into that state of wonder. And I deeply believe that it is that peculiar wondering awe and hope that allows for healing to happen. The recovering patient who hopes, who dreams, who trusts, they can believe their way into miracles. The same is true for those around the patient. And that was the effect Archer had on me. And even more, such hope and wonder was allowing us together to see the little miracles of healing exactly for what they were. Little micro shifts that we could celebrate with our whole heart, even the part that felt broken. And that is what made all the difference in the world. So I wanted to tell you about my thinking and my belief that Father Bruno is very actively involved here. What we need is a platform of stabilization for Archer so he can harness the energy for the next evolution of his recovery. It was too soon to leave Shepard, and God's universe provided the guidance. But there is something about this bullous lung condition that I think is leading us to look at other things, other data points. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it just feels that way. Like there is something else we are to learn or know. If you get any insights, let me know. You have shared insights that I am grateful for. Your hundreds of text messages to me have carried so many good thoughts and ideas. You've also been very practical. All of Archer's army taking care of us in so many ways. Personal journal note. Oh, there are so many little things to be planned. Little things and big things. There's no priority. It's all urgent. It almost flattens out because I have to move everything forward. And there's only so much time in one day. Paula and Val Aburn and Carol Foster have been hard at work planning for the upcoming fundraisers, the Gilman Homecoming Fundraiser Sale on November 8th and the Mount Washington Tavern Fundraiser on November 11th. Paula and Jesse McCusick have been working on a gala and auction fundraiser on November 14th. They've been working with the Pipitone Brothers on live music and with Cloud Conrad, the artist who is making the silver wrist cuffs with Archer Strong hand-stamped in each one for purchase, and she's donating the proceeds. There have been so many details, and they asked me to weigh in on most things, but I just want them to carry it. I'm good with that. I trust them. And I'm just grateful. Where my energy is really needed is on the renovations to our home, which are moving forward too. 
Memo's coming over to measure windows, and he's asked me to make decisions about the materials he'll use. I need to also decide about the ramp and access to the house. And Billy feels it would be a mistake to build a concrete ramp in front of our house. I think he believes, as I do, that Archer will walk someday, that we'll have a miracle. But I know that that longed-for day, we need to be practical and come up with a plan that will be beautiful and functional for Archer and for everyone. I'm a mother of five, and we're a family of seven, not a family of one or two. There are moments when I feel overwhelmed, but since Archer's right shoulder lifted his wrist, I think I'm taking all of this in stride. I feel like I'm back in the saddle a little bit. I'm not sure exactly where we are going, but we do have a plan. I'm so grateful and feel very blessed that Father Bruno Lanteri has entered our lives. I'd like to say and think throughout the day, we are all beginning again. Just begin again and again, I say to myself. It helps me keep my feet beneath me. I'm also taken aback by how life outside the hospital, our life, has now crept back in. And I feel I'm living two lives, the life here in the hospital and the life I need to juggle and enter back into outside the hospital. In some ways, the pure focus on Archer and his care and nothing else was a sweet spot for me. I feel the pull back into the world. Friends and family update continued. The last two days have been marked by a flurry of activity regarding our home modification needs, as well as we are looking for sources for ceramic tile, windows, shower, toilet fixtures, bluestone, paint, It's tricky, all that needs to be done and decided. So I toggle between here and home, in emails and phone calls. And that is before the bath in the morning and after the teas and my family training at 3 or 4 p.m., but before I feed Archer dinner and more MAS practice. And believe it or not, trying to fit in two to three hours at a time recording the Being Relational book. In a nearby studio, the Order of Malta helped me find to make an audiobook. I promise you, it's always a three-ring circus. It's all good. But sometimes Archer can yawn in the middle of eating, and I can feel the same way. And we just laugh. This, too, shall pass. And there's also so much joy in the moment, or many moments. It feels very good to have a team of nurses and techs and T's rooting for Archer. I suppose there are some people who respond well to someone who doesn't believe in them simply to prove them wrong or something. I'm not sure. But that is not what Archer Semft is like. That is not his constitution. 
and he's a true teenager. I mean, sure, he's now wiser than he ever would have been because of what he is enduring, for sure. But he's still 17. Kids and young people need to be surrounded by love and support. Love and limits, of course, but love always and a lot of it. Think of all the times your adolescent did really well in a course, a class, on a team, in a recital, in a play. It was usually because they loved their teacher or coach. And the main reason they loved their teacher or coach is because their teacher or coach loved them. Isn't it true? It's such a simple proposition. It's very reciprocal. It's relationally reciprocal. And it's true. Archer is no different. If you're in a position as a teacher or coach of children, especially young adult people, it's so powerful just to take a genuine interest in each student, player, or kid. Not just one or your favorite, but all. Wow. Imagine the teachers and coaches who do. They are special people. Or if that's just asking too much, take an interest in the whole and then be on guard for one or two you do not like. Because that energy could spell failure for them as it might be they who need your positive, caring interest in them the very most. They may not perform as well as the others for various reasons and factors, but they will likely surprise you if you take an interest in them, and their lives will be bettered for you because you did. I bet you can think of situations of this, It's always been one of the reasons why I've loved God so much, even when I was a little girl. I was usually a girl whom teachers and coaches liked, and later in life, professors and employers. I've never taken that for granted. But I realized somewhere late in life that it was driven by a belief that if I didn't perform well, They might not like me as much. And so I always performed well or tried or worked hard to be very good, very capable. But it was never that way with God. I would try hard for God. I recall vividly that is one reason for wanting to be good. But then I remember when I was young, very young, like grade school days in Springfield, Illinois, after Dad had died and we moved from New York to Illinois, that I knew God was always there by my side, no matter how well I did, and that He always loved me for being me, just the way I am, performing or not, laughing or crying, capable or failing. 
it was easy to have a relationship with God, knowing that. We're still battling sweats like you can't imagine. The crazy part is that Archer asked me to go to the ICU to get him a warm towel out of the warmer 20 times a day. No kidding. They're going to chase me out. When I get back to Archer, he always wants the warm towel wrapped around his head and then pressed up against his cheeks as he asks for CT, cheek therapy. He's really a character. He loves that. So now he pretty much always has a white towel draped over his head like an Arab. The staff won't wipe his face the way he asks, so I do. It's basically putting the entire towel all over the front of his face, just like an athlete does when he is coming off a field hot and sweaty, and then using a good amount of vigor, as if toweling off wet hair on his face. That's how he likes it. Thought I'd better tell you, in case you were wondering with the picture. Arch, what a character. Oh, thank you, prayer warriors, for all your love and support. We need to hear from you and to hear your stories about how you're keeping the faith and trying hard. And breath, never, ever take it for granted. Take very good care of your lungs and go outside and feel the incredible difference that being outside has on you and your lungs and breath. The out-of-doors is so essential to our health. Well, here's another beautiful letter I received from a teacher of the variety I described above for sure. She wrote us what she said to her fifth graders. And I read. A boy archer was hurt in the ocean this summer, and today we gather to take care of him in the best loving way we can in this moment. I can tell you some good news. People are taking really good care of him. Archer is finally getting to wear T-shirts and lacrosse shorts instead of hospital gowns. He also can now use a wheelchair that he controls with puffs of his breath in a tube. He can get around to the gym at a hospital this way by breathing. Our fifth grade's community service theme, our main idea, is that we are grateful. So we give. We are grateful for so many things. We are grateful to breathe easily. Everyone, without being silly or making a lot of noise, please take two long breaths with me. Breathing in as my hands go up and as my hands go down. Breathing is so beautiful, but that is something that is very, very hard for Archer to do right now. Breathe a second and see how you pull from your chest and feel how your tummy moves. Archer has to work hard to do that. Let's just think for a minute 
how beautiful our breath is and how grateful we are. Now, we want to send the best energy to Archer so that he can breathe more easily too. Isn't that just wonderful and beautiful? It is so simple and so profound. Thank you. That teacher, Heather Robinson, was not connected to Archer before reading my updates that Paula was posting online. At first, the updates were going to only be for our family and friends and sent by text. And then Paula started to post them on Facebook. And then they were too long to post on Facebook. And Billy told her to post them on the Being Relational website we had for the book launch that we'd never be able to use. It's as if that site was intended for the purpose of Archer blogs all along. Because once she did post, I could literally feel the energy around us in Archer's hospital room as so many began to read them. The energy expanded as people I didn't know before started connecting with us. So many strangers, but yet no strangers, as I felt each person on a deeper level and as part of Archer's healing journey that we were in together. Well, Heather not only shared Archer's story and the updates with her fifth grade class in Cape May, New Jersey, she also was personally moved by the updates and by the connection they offered her. That struck me so profoundly, this reciprocal, relational desire to be connected. We are all truly part of one source, and that expands and attracts others to this experience. Let's take a listen to Heather. I was thinking about it today too. I was thinking back on the blog and I wish I had journaled because I truly believe it happens to me all the time where I get those signs and I remember there being signs along the way of that journey where it would be like, whoa, that just happened. Or you, you look at something or you would write something that I would have like heard a quote, you know, just those weird little connections. Yes. I remember that distinctly, not the specifics of what they were. I had no idea how many people were reading it, but I knew a lot of people were reading it. And so I remember writing to, because I knew that you were all out there and healthy and wonderful, and I didn't know who you were. Right. But I, but I, I would write to like ask you something as if I was in conversation with you. Yeah. You and did. so I've been trying to do that on the front end of writing, because that sort of just emerged. I, you know, it wasn't, nothing, nothing was planned. No. Emerged. <laughs> and so I've been, I've been trying to do that now. And I think that's, I think that's where and why we're already connected, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. I, I totally, totally believe that. Yeah. 
it's not even connected to Archer, but just in general in my own life, one of the things that I find is that when I'm going through something difficult, that's when I see those signs. So I don't know if I'm being more alert or is that being sent to me when I need it the most? I think it's both. Are the signs there every day? And I just didn't, you know, I'm not noticing because I don't need it. Or I always think about that. But when I'm- My sense is that you, you're just awakening to that awareness and, and their signs are there for you every day. Every day. And it's when you need them most that you can awaken to them. Family and friends update. We are on the eve of the three month mark, August 5th to November 5th. Where would we be without your love and prayers? Let us pray the creative miracle and the prayer for Archer to begin again. Isn't that so lovely to begin again? We can all begin again. I have so many thoughts about that simple phrase. I'll save them for another conversation. God is good. Amen. Sending love. Your prayers and hope are still so felt all these years later. Ongoing. Forever. This community that built up around Archer and around first his survival and then his flourishing continues to sustain us. I have said it before and I'll say it again. I wish I could send a personal one-on-one thank you to every person who wished us well during the first few months of Archer's injury, who sent a card, sent a prayer, sent healing energy our way in any form. You sustained us when we needed it most. There were so many of you. And that, in and of itself, is a miracle. Thank you. Thank you, Father Bruno. Spinal cord injury is hard. It takes a lot of will and attention to stay alive every day. Spinal cord injured people who are bright and positive, despite it all, are heroes. As always, if you learned something today or had an experience that moved you or brought you insight, please share this episode 26 with a friend. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. A five-star if that's how you feel about Blink of an Eye, your support means the world and allows us to continue sharing this story and these trauma healing learning and spinal cord injury resources. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Life is so precious. Sending love. Hope for everything. Obtain everything. Begin again. Love heals trauma. 
Thank you for tuning in to The Blink of an Eye Story. Tune in next week for another segment of The Blink of an Eye Story, Episode 27. Thank you for listening. And thank you for telling your friends about Blink of an Eye podcast. Together, we are raising the vibration for healing. You've been listening to Blink of an Eye. We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Listen on our website, blinkofaneyepodcast.com, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.